Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Perfect. But all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. Hello, everybody. It's episode 116. 14. Good start. 114. <laughs> Broadcaster, podcaster, dad... Dieter. Funny guy. Swimmer. <laughs> Simon. And over there, funny woman. <laughs> Mom, wife. You, you did me last time. Quizzer. No, it's just a new intro. I'm trying to think of some things about you. Um, tremendous last night dinner cooker. It's Laura. Hello, Laura. Hello, hello. We shouldn't be doing this today. It's Wednesday. It's ten thirty a.m. I've got to go to work, and I've got. Uh, I'm interviewing Callum Singer. Oh yeah. What does he do? Is he the one who does? You're just like my favorite song, going round round my head. Is that him? He's done a load of songs. Betsy loves him. I get him mixed up. Who's the guy who does one of these days? And he'll be talking and talking, and all I want to do for you That's is not say Tom Grennan, is it? Yes. I thought Tom Grennan and Callum Scott were the same guy. It's going to be a good interview. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got that to come up today. And it's literally just been dropped on me. I wanted a nice chilled out morning before I had to start prepping the normal radio show. Now mid-radio show, Callum Scott. Hey, that'll be an all right interview. You don't think about it. It's current. Very current. But I'm not current, which makes it... Should have got Betsy to do it. 
Yeah, I can't do that every time, unfortunately. But anyway, so I've got that to come this afternoon. And we've just had a bit of a whinge to each other. We had a big argument yesterday. So, <laughs> this is the first time we've spoken in 24 hours. In it, though, in it. So it's amazing. <laughs> and uh, then, what else was I going to say? My head's we, banging, by the way. You've got a headache. Hold on. I had a headache yesterday. And then we've just had a big life chat. About stuff I don't think we're going to talk about on the podcast nah. as of yet. But we had a big, li- you know, one of them big live chats. That's That sets you right up for a funny podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I got a text this morning. Um, you know, at this point, you and I weren't talking. Right. We've not spoken since yesterday Was it afternoon. From, from a nice lady? Were you thinking wish, about running away? I wish, yeah. Are you going to pretend to swim again today? Come over, negligee on. Like in telly. That was happens in telly, doesn't it? <laughs> Um, I couldn't handle that, by the way. I mean, we often talk about this and you, people what might think it's What couldn't you handle, a, the affair or turning up at a lady's house with her, like... I couldn't handle the running two lives at once because I struggle with running one. Yeah. I, I can't imagine the hassle because what I'd have to do is... The, and I, I'm not going to give an address because there might be a woman who lives there and you might start getting paranoid, but let's say... It was somebody who lived near the swimming pool. Yeah. Maybe it's somebody I've met at the swimming pool. Yeah, there, there's some beautiful ladies and they're, they're swimmers. Let's get the fantasy music on. And, um, yeah, we meet, we start chatting. Oh, how many limbs have you done today? I've done 50. How many have you done? Yeah, I'm rubbish, aren't I? I go on my back. Anyway. Do you, do you get them to help you put your suntan lotion on? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And uh, maybe we both reach for something at the same time, like another thing from telly. But anyway, I start, you know... Start an affair, right. right? Yeah. I would be very, I'd be very difficult. Because then what I'd have to do is, I'd still have to go swimming, but probably just do a few lengths. So I smelt like chlorine when I came home. Right. You It'd think, be a hassle. You think I, I can smell you when you come in? Is it, I mean, I go to swimming, right? Obviously you shower before you get in. I want to talk about that as well. But I go straight from bed. Bed, school run, swim. Yeah. Right? If I started getting up to swim and started putting on a suit, <laughs> you'd think something were up, wouldn't you? Cologne. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, is that a sign of the posh? People who shower at the swimming pool before getting in this? Because everyone's supposed to. Yeah. But I don't think many people actually do. I never see anyone do it. I've seen people do it. Have you? Yeah, especially because I'm swimming every day again I mean, now. I sometimes swim when I get out because I feel grubby being in there with Yeah, other no, of people's. course, you've got to have a shower after. And you don't... No, I, don't, yeah, I mean a proper shower, but I mean the pool shower. Yeah, well, I miss it because I used to swim after me show when I was on in the mornings. So it was like be a midday swim, I would get in a deep tan and I'd take the, uh, whatever it's called, the shampoo condi- yeah, shower yeah, gel yeah. thing, you know, the man one. And I'd, because they've got the outdoor shower, but they've got an indoor shower at our pool. So I'd go in there and have a shower because, A, it saves on water, Yorkshireman. Oh, I'm not a fan of the indoor shower. I don't care. The, the, the floor. I'm, I'm not that bothered. And we got them special shoes anyway. But I don't think anybody actually goes in there, right? <laughs> special <laughs> shoes. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, so sign of the posh, what do you think? This could be a thing. There's things that posh people do that poor people don't adopt. And I think posh people know that you're supposed to shower before you're getting in a swimming pool. 
I think poor people know it. I, I think everybody knows it. It's like picking up your dog mug. I mean, in, in the UK, you have to go through the little cold pool, don't you, before you get into the pool. You have to yeah, go through that. the Veruca pool. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they still have them. They, I used to think they were gross. It was always gross. Because I was thinking, right, everyone's going in this, yes. <laughs> this foot bath. Um, it's one worth pondering anyway. By the way, I just want to mention that we are splitting this podcast into two halves. The second half today is going to be the highlights of our entire Berlin stay. The last travel one we did, it was the start of Berlin, first day. This is the end of that. We're sat in uh, Berlin Airport and it's about 20 minutes. So I've no idea of the content. So if there's bad words, I apologize. We did a lot of stuff in Berlin. Yeah. So we'll be going through all of that. Yeah. Uh, back on to now, though. Yeah. Um, a question I have for you. I, I do want, I thought the posh people showering were a valid point before the swimming pool. I do, I'd like to know about that. Yeah. And I think they're better at picking up dog poo, probably posh people. I don't, because they've got people to do it for them. No, you're talking about another level of posh. I'm talking about middle and upper class, right? Not not yet people who have their dogs walking for them. Let's, yeah, but out here, the middle and upper class have people do stuff for them. But I think posh people have it bred in them growing up that they'd probably pick up the dog muck. Right, okay. We're still getting trained like the dogs themselves. Uh, mm, I maybe. think so anyway. Anyway, next question. And I'm going to do this on my work Insta jury. It's a bit off colour. At what age can men stop worrying about the toenails? You know, like older men have bad toenails. Oh, God. Yeah? No. Well, women have bad toenails as well. And... I don't really see it as much with women. It's not so, I mean, I've not spent that much time with women who are actually older than me. Is that why you were looking at my toenails earlier? No, 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 no. no I was looking at your toenails because you plonked your feet on me lap. So <laughs> that's where my eye level were. I am 50, right? Not for much longer, yeah. And the other day we had friends round. Remember the other podcast when we were talking about having no friends? We had friends round and we were going to be... The kids were going to be getting in the pool and stuff like that. So it was a no-shoe event, really. They were at our house. Yeah. And I was looking at my toenails and I was... Did I cut them? I think I'd cut them not long before. I hate cutting my toenails. But I don't mean I don't like having long toenails, but when it comes round to cutting them, you know, when they're starting you've to... Got, you've got sensitive feet, haven't you? When they're starting to stab holes in the sofa. <laughs> um you keep your, your toes and nails pretty well and I have got, manicured, I guess. I know, I'm not saying this is all, of all men, but I know some men. Like, I used to work with a guy who's, who was on the radio. Uh, this is back in England, and he worked out here with me a little bit as well. And he once took his socks off in England when I was on the radio. We were doing a show, and he took his socks off. Uh, and I've said this before, I think. Every one of his toenails looked like a green Special K. Oh, God. Every yeah. one of them. Like fungal, you know, the top of a walnut whip. Yeah, I don't need, please don't describe this. He took them off, and I was like, I'd never, at that point, I had never seen that kind of toenail look. Oh. And I just thought, good, good. Because if so many percent of men have got them toes, when women see me, <laughs> sorry, when women see me socks off, they'll be like, he's got lovely feet, he's got lovely toes, lovely toenails, right? I think that's a plus for me. But then there should be no point at what you and when you don't cut them. There's no age. Like I old, just think there's a time. You know when you see old men sat in chairs. Yeah, but normally they have someone do it for them. Like my nan and granddad used to have the. Is it the shropodist? Yeah, she'd come round 
I don't know, on a Tuesday evening. There's a job. <laughs> but then they'd have a gang of them. There'd be about six to eight of them all sat round with their feet in... in like, washing, like a toenail cutting party. Yep. Yeah. Every week, she and then she, they'd all have their feet in the um, washing up bowl and she'd make her way round all the old people. I... What point in your life do you decide that's going to be a career? Because I mean, that is I a, would never choose feet as my career. Any of the bodies... I mean, I always think that about gynecologists as well. And genuinely, I mean that. Like, I don't... What makes you think, I know which area I'm going to specialise in? You think, oh, well, being a masseur must be nice. But it's only nice if whoever's on the table is absolutely fit, right? Anybody who's a yeah, bit podgy you know, like, or old... If you don't exfoliate properly, when you're massaging someone, dead skin comes off and, oh... No. See, I could handle that if they were dead fit. If it was my job. But you're going to get old people... People who are in bad shape, people who stink. Yeah. So that, again, that's off the table. I, do you know, are you saying about them being dead fit? I, like, you've got to fancy them. Like, it doesn't mean, uh, I, it doesn't matter to me if they were dead fit or not. It's a past the time, though, wouldn't it? It'd be, it'd be more fun than massaging a fat old bloke. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, digress. So, yeah, so when can, I'm not asking for me. But partly am. When is the age you can just go? I'm I'm not cutting my toenails anymore. I'm done, right? Fifties, sixties, seventies. There's no no never option. No. Well, then seventies. You say as late as possible. Absolutely. Because I, also, I bet it's Prince. Oh, sorry, King Charles. I bet he still does it. Yeah, but I bet they've got a bloke. The thing is, it gets harder to do. Like, if I go down, <laughs> if I go down on the toenails to cut them, and the way I do it now is one foot on the bath, yeah? Right, One yeah. foot on the bath, hip, hip against the sink so I can't fall, and then I'll go down and cut my nails. Now, if I stay down and do both sets of toenails... I use the B-Day. I didn't go quite as high as you. You use what? I put my foot on the B-Day. Yeah, but you're smaller than me. Your head is already close to your toes by a foot, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I can... It's the same with tiny shoelaces, and men of an age, and certainly men who've got a bit of weight on them, will tell you this. If you stay down there, tying your laces for too long, you start getting sparkles in your eyes, and you're like, well, this is not going to end good. Yeah, but when I tie my shoelaces, my whole body goes down. Like, I'll crouch on the floor. I don't bend over tying my shoelaces. Again, if I crouched on the floor, you'd have to be getting... God, something really embarrassing happened. I've not even told you this because we've not been talking. So I did a school yesterday. Yeah. We're doing this back to school thing on the radio and we go and visit schools and it's great fun actually for the little kids. You know, they all come out to assemble. It's primary school and they make some right noise. You know, I put Harry Styles on yesterday. It was like being Harry Styles. As soon as the song I put as it was on. The whole place just started screaming and they sang every single word. And I'm like, this is going to be the easiest gig of my life. <laughs> right. But the stage was stage height, two foot. Right. Yeah. Now there were steps up to it. I had long trousers on, which is a bit restrictive. I don't normally wear long trousers. I couldn't get to the steps because my colleagues were blocking them. But I needed to get up on stage. So I thought I'll just jump up. And as I went to propel myself up, I didn't make it. Oh, there my There just God. wasn't enough strength in my knee. And I went backwards. 
You know, like when somebody stage dives like that backwards and everyone carries them. What did you do then? People behind me just had to catch me. The and I don't know if that, that might now be banter behind my back because it was very uncomfortable, very awkward. Oh, you, oh I wish I was there because you would have hated that. Do, oh, do you think so? <laughs> do you think so? <gasps> hey, the fat old guy can't get on stage. Why can't you just say, excuse me? Because it was a it was a rush job I needed to get on. Oh. God, mate, I won't be doing that again. I, I need a bungalow. We need to live in a bungalow. I've That's why you've got to this. follow the rules, baby. But anyway, I did the school. Um, speaking of schools, mm-hmm. you've had, all you've said to me is school car park shenanigans. <laughs> and I said, don't mention another word. Tell me on the podcast. So what's school car park shenanigans? Right. Whichever school you go to, pick up are always a nightmare everyone's trying to find somewhere to park everyone you know even if you're doing just the drive and pick up every day is a battle yeah even on the roads every day on the roads is a battle but then it becomes focused when you get to the car park yeah i have not seen a school out here yet that has sorted enough parking for all the parents there is it just doesn't exist right and whatever flow system you invent some work better than others well i'll give you know the, the schools we're at, I feel like they've got quite a good system going. They've got they've got senior leaders out there. They've got security guards out there. They're all trying to do the, you know, systems to make it easier. They're and, doing the best. You know, and I'm pretty sure car parking and standing on the middle of the road is not in their job description for some of those teachers. So the fact that they're all out there in this heat, honestly, I take my hats off to them. So Any- we're not pointing out any particular school. We just want to clarify that. Because- no, no, no. Yeah. So we all know it's a nightmare. Anyway, at the minute, there's this car park that's been kind of set up for parents. Now, most days, it's actually really smooth. Like, I get there the same time every day, and what happens is there's either a space or the younger ones parents that have let already done the pickup are leaving. So there's always somewhere to drive into. So so, so in the school's setup of it is actually working quite well yeah you know like so that it's scattered pickups right right so i i never normally have an issue yes sometimes like i say sometimes i might have to wait a couple of minutes for a space to come up but it's fine it's fine so i've got no issues there the other day for whatever reason i get there and there's a big queue now we have to go up these ramps right there's an there's an in and an out basically entrance exit for these ramps you've been there I, now I've not done a. I haven't been to that school this term. Has something changed? No, you know the car park that's got the two. They've got the two ramps to get into. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. The sandlot. Yeah. So they, okay. they, they they've kind of done a makeshift car park, but it works, right? All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I don't know why, but there was a queue this day. Uh, there was not a, particularly near the school, by the way. No, and it's it, still a walk. And there was a queue all the way round. So there was, you know. Maybe eight cars inside. Then, then there was a few cars out onto the road on this particular day. Right, so it's, right. it's unusual. But anyway, we're all in a queue, right? I am literally just about off the ramp, so I'm I'm in the worst place. Just got a little inkling of what you're about to be about to tell me. <laughs> I see this woman come. She goes up the ramps for the exit, right? Now, what can't she see that we can all see? <laughs> yeah. Right, we are all in a queue. Nobody beeped her. Indicators on. 
No, no indicator. She just decided. No, oh. you. I mean, you're waiting to go in. You're all in that queue. Well, we're in a queue. We can't go anywhere else. Yeah, we can't go anywhere else. So, so hold on. Which side are you on? The side of the road where there is oncoming traffic, so she can come down that way, or are you on the side of the road of the car park, so she's had to swing around you all? I'm on the side of the car park. I'm already pretty much. So in. she's not come on the inside. No. She's is she coming the opposite way? Yeah. Ah, right. No, so she's not come from behind. I don't know which way she came from. No, I mean, she's the, not come but, past you. But right, either okay. way, she could have joined the queue. The queue wasn't that long onto the road. She had she she could have either waited where she was because there was no cars coming or she could have just joined the queue, right? She, she had every option of joining the queue. She saw that there was a queue. And then my issue is the person at the front of that queue has first space priority. Yeah. Right, what then she she does... She sees what's going on, but she carry, she comes in anyway. Then she's got room to do, a, you know, a full U-turn and yeah. go back out again. Uh-huh. Right? Does she do that? No. What she then does is goes up the wrong the way. The, no, in the out ramp. No, she's already up there. She goes in the wrong way and then goes starts. Wrong, not the one-way system. She went the wrong way around yeah, the so one-way system. Yeah, so she's ignoring this whole queue. Yeah. She goes down one uh, row of cars and obviously, I don't know if there's people up there, because I can't quite see. Oh, my God, I bet so people then, were kicking right then she's, off. She, then she has to reverse. So then she tries the next one. Then she has to reverse. Like, what is she doing? She can see we're all waiting. <laughs> we're, like, what are we there for? She knows why we're there. Anyway, like, eventually it moves, and people start getting into their spaces. I am, am then on my turn to get a space. Yeah. She's still there. She's right. still there. A space comes, who gets it? She gets it. Joking. I was fuming. I'm like... Did you tell her? Did you say anything? No, I didn't because I'd, I obviously don't want to be a parent that starts an argument in the car park. But I, she knew what she did, what she was doing. And I actually know who this mum is. Really? Like, I knew who this mum was and I, I saw her come back out. Like, as I'm walking in, she's already walking back out. Smug. I was going to say something to her then because I was so angry. I just thought, what, what, what it does drives people to have that thing where they think they're they have more right of way than somebody else like i know they say it's a british thing to have a queuing system right but but no this no it's not no it's not it's uh, it's courtesy and respect the modern world it's how civilization has adapted so that we're not all killing each other with spears it's ridiculous if see people ask why I'm wearing a tool belt on the pickup, right? I don't often do the pickup but get it out of the car, but I wear a tool belt. And people ask why. It's because when someone does that to me, I slash all four of the tires, <laughs> I key it the whole way around, I smash the windows and I do a dirty protest on the driver's yeah. seat. That's what I'd love to do. But but ha, oh yeah, why? Why right. why does she do it? DPA at the performing arts, yeah. right, which Betsy Pearl goes to. Mondays are the most hellish day on earth for us because we have to get up and do school runs at six in the morning. You you do a pickup, I do a pickup. You have to do a drop off down there. I do the pickup at seven o'clock at night. Yeah. Right. I don't think I told you this last week, and here's what it is: theirs is a drive through system. So you drive into the school, around the front of the school, and but there's only limited. There's probably space for twenty twenty to twenty five cars. I would say on either side of that yeah. little driveway in front of the school. And if you're not get a space, the security guard just makes you go back out. So what you've got to do is you just go around in a loop. Yeah. You go back on the road, you go back round. Yeah. Right? Then sometimes there's a queue on the road. I think if it gets to very close to pickup point, 
then there's a queue on the road. People know that the little kids are going to start coming out, the little ballerinas and that, and they get in the car and then you get to go in. Yeah. So I've done the loop twice. And then I'm back on the road, heading back to drive in to the little driveway, right? Yeah. Sanctuary, if you can get a spot in it. And I'm, so I've, so there is the lane of traffic coming towards me. I'm on the outside lane. Yeah. 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 I put my left indicator on. I know the people behind me have come out the same way, so I know they're going in. So there's about three cars with our indicators on waiting to get onto that driveway. The driveway's blocked. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm waiting there and a car, a woman behind me, she's about, she's, she's just driving down. She's not been in any of this. She's just like your girl, you yeah, know, she's yeah. new to the whole situation and she's like, oh, I'm straight in here. So even though I've got my indicator on, my wheel's turned and I'm not going in because I don't want to block oncoming traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just starts, she comes past all the traffic oh my and goodness. starts pulling in. And you know how you just put up with it? I'll tell you what I did. I waited until she were dead near and I, and I was in your car, so I didn't care if she hit me. I just whacked my accelerator on and just cut her up and stopped her from going in. So yeah. my nose was a bit further in than hers. And I just put my window down and I'm like... Do you think we're just queuing for nothing? Do you think it doesn't count for you? She can't hear me because she's in the car, right? But she can see animated angry man. And yeah, you've yeah, seen yeah. me when I'm like this. But I wanted to make sure she got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she did a little wave, like a bit of a little angry wave back at me. And I thought, come on then. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have just skipped the queue. Yeah. And every now and then, I think that thing in the in a mall car park or in a school car park, you can accidentally start pulling into a space Remember when it happened with them Chinese yeah. people in um, Festival City? Yeah. And they recognised me just as I were about to kill them all. Yeah. So I had to start being nice. <laughs> but they didn't realise that you and I had been waiting for a space yeah, and yeah. it's Ikea car park and yeah. it's annoying. Oh, no, no, look. And I get that. And sometimes you can be in the wrong lane on a busy road. You you, you don't realise that that lane suddenly turned, is turning right or something like that. So you need to get across. So you kind you you look like you're cutting in. Oh. In, but but sometimes you like you're like oh shoot you know that yeah I've got to, I've got we've to get across it. here we've all done and it. that and that I think you know what like it's annoying for the people that have to let you in but sometimes it is a genuine like mistake you, you didn't realize and if you're in a BMW it don't count because <laughs> yeah. it's happened to me two days on going the, yeah yeah you yeah. know the Umsakim slip road that you've taught me how to use yeah you've got to be in the right lane for that slip road now to get across past the mcdonald's there my my pet hate is the sheikh zayed road the almanara yeah oh my god that one because i've been queuing for ages and then there's people that think they'd have to queue as we speak now there'll be a traffic jam there yeah and there'll be a traffic jam when i go to get honey later and there's a traffic jam when i in the morning and the reason there's a traffic jam is because these pillock four by four black windows they just think they can pull in at the last and minute and taxis yeah. Taxis do it a lot. School buses are starting to get a bit of that attitude. Yeah. Well, sometimes you have the police car there that stops and do it, and I love it when I get, when you see them. I out. would put... Out, first of all, i put them little red and white dividers yeah, so you idea. can't pull across. But then, put a, put a you know these cameras that the hell-bent on putting everywhere these days? Put one there Yeah. and make it a solid white line, and if anybody crosses on that solid white line, they get a fine, right? Anybody cuts in like... Or anybody drives along and then stops... 
Because that they're stopping on a motorway, by the way, the yeah. biggest road in the UAE. Well, that's the other thing, isn't it? If you're coming up fast behind them and then you suddenly just stop because you you want to get across because yeah. you can't be bothered to queue. And that's the thing. People think, well, I'm in a rush. We're all in a rush. We're all busy. And We've good all luck got- getting in in front of me. You know, if you pull your little car in, because a BMW tried to do it yesterday at uh, Um Sakim, you know, you start pulling your nose across. I don't care. Yeah. My car's scratched. Drive into my car. I yeah. do not care. Yeah. Because getting in between, you're going to need a tin opener to get in between me and the car in front, because I'm not letting you in. You know, and I am very much into that role of one in, one out. You know, when you're... Oh, that's different. Yeah, but that's what I mean. And, and when it really annoys me when I see somebody not let somebody in. And I think, <laughs> especially when you're in the school run, we're all in the same boat. Like, and so, so this car park that I'm talking about, I often, I've been there indicating before the person on the same side. Is, yeah. I've been there first and I still often just like wave them in. Look, you know that I'm a very generous letter-inner. You, we were talking about Betsy in, on holiday. Betsy realised that the, she called it the country wave. <laughs> she, oh, daddy, you got the country wave. You got the country <laughs> wave. Well, I get the country wave a lot because I am a very yeah. generous driver when everybody else is. Yeah. You know, but here it's almost like if, if I want to be the driver that I really am, I need an extra 20 minutes every day. Because there's so many selfish people. Yeah. It's outrageous. Yeah. Oh, then I didn't tell you what happened after. So I'm waiting for a space for blooming ages. A mum comes out. She's got young kids. So she's having to strap them into the car seat. So that takes ages. Then, then she sees somebody she knows in a car already. Goes for a chat. Go, gets, leaves her kids in the car, goes and over and has a chat with this woman who's already like on her way out. I'd have been on the in horn the in a millisecond. I'm like... Are you kidding me? I'd have been on a horn in a millisecond. I'd have been doing the mime. Can you see how many people are behind us? Can you see what you're doing? Get your car out of there. I just like... So, yeah. Like, <laughs> when expecting this. Car park anger. I feel like we've projected our hatred for each other onto car parks. So that's nice. It's yeah. a nice bit of diversion, isn't it? <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. We're back on good terms. Uh, have you got anything else for this one? What have we got jotted down? That you fix the fridge. Oh, 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 touch wood. Oh well, <laughs> I said you said touch wood. There's not been a single beep since that day. I thought you were going to say there's been no touching wood. All right, we need a smaller desk. Um, the beeping fridge has been the bane of our life for five years. We've mentioned it a few times, and it only happens sporadically. But when it starts happening, I did say, do you know when it tends to happen? When I think to myself. Fridge has not done that thing for a while. And surely enough, that night, 3 a.m., yep. beep, beep, beep. It genuinely happened that last week. I, th- I looked up, I think I was filling up the ice tray and I thought, oh, this fridge hasn't done it for so long. Brilliant. That must be it for now. That night, literally that it, night. Everything we tried that we normally try wouldn't work. Even the strap-on didn't work, did it? The uh, <laughs> bungee cord that we it, have. It didn't, no. Um and I don't know why, but a few years ago I said, you know the little springy button that turns the light off? Yeah. Well, that also controls the beeping. If that's if that's fully in, the beeping doesn't happen. So the other night it was beeping. This is a couple of weeks ago, so it's proofs in the pudding. It was beeping in the middle of the night. And I, as people will know, I sleep with noise-cancelling headphones in, so I can't hear it. But what you do is you do a little ruffly nudge, ruffle, ruffle, nudge, nudge. Oh, I've waited about... 15 minutes before I nudge you, though. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Let him have an extra 15 before we bring him out of his REM deep sleep. So I went down in me pants 
And uh, I don't like doing that because when you switch our kitchen lights on, anybody walking past can yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, You've got and it's a distance, but you can still see. So anyway, I'm there and I'm cursing the fridge. And then I just thought, right, I'm going to try something. So I opened the fridge door, put my thumb on the doodars, light goes off, and I wait for five minutes. With my thumb on the thing. Yeah, yeah. No beep comes. And I'd said this years ago. I said, maybe the thing underneath's not pushing it in enough. And then I get down and I'm trying to look through the sliver as I push the fridge door in. And I can see well, it's pushing it in. Right. But, but when you do it with your thumb, you have to really push it all the way in to make it see. So what I did is I built up the little stopper. Okay. So I put some cardboard and then gaffer tape and it's only a very little square. So it had to be quite delicate. I'm doing this at three o'clock in the morning, by the way. And uh, so I gave it a bit of padding, you know, to reach the places it doesn't normally reach. <laughs> and uh, I closed it too. Yeah. And it went. Uh, so before when you do it, <laughs> the light goes off. If you were watching it before, as you close that fridge door to it, freezer door to it, if you had your eyes right close to it, you are literally a centimetre off closing before the light goes off. Yeah. Now you look at it now, you're probably, I don't know, five, six centimetres. You can still see into the freezer when it's done the thing. So it's obviously pushing it in more. And ta-da. Well, we've had a fridge engineer out. We've been trying to suss it out for Internet. years. Internet. Yeah, we've tried everything. We've even asked you guys on here. That is one of the sexiest things you've ever done. Well done. I'll take that. Does that count in the bedroom as well? <laughs> fixing a fridge. Um, not the only bit of fixing I've done this week, is it? We had our friends round. Oh my God, I can't believe how much fuss was made about that. I was going to stick the glue on. The only reason I didn't was because I'd got a cut on my finger and I thought if I get a bit of glue on my finger, it's going to... That would heal the cut. That's what you have to do sometimes. You super glue oh, yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but... what they're doing the wild Bear Grylls style. But and, and, and I was in the middle of making drinks, so I thought... But I just, I'll just want to get say, you to do it while you're sat on your bottom. It's a weird thing. And then you get I all thought it was a praise. trick. I thought it was a trick because our friends came round, and be, I'd not even finished welcoming them in in the door. And the next thing, I've got a warm flip flop in my hand. Not a, not a normal like a posh, you know what do you call them shoes? A flat shoe more than anything. They're yeah. not called flip flops, are they? What is it? Sandals. A sandal, a flat sandal with a you know with a leather. Yeah. Round a bit, whatever. Yeah, that's a cobbler's term. You might not understand it. So suddenly, I've got a shoe thrust in my hand, which has been walked around, by the way. I don't like having a dirty shoe in my hand. And then the super glue. The shoe's still warm from where? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that woman's feet. Oh, no. she She's... Good feet? Well, the, the lady likes to look after herself, so I know she, she has... Ladies come round and do her feet and hands. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like a Cleopatra type. I she she's, she looks after this. herself, so I won't worry there. All right. But then I've super glued it back on and I'm holding it. You know, you've got to yeah, yeah, apply yeah. a fair bit of thumb pressure. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. At this point, you've put the crisps and nuts out. And I'm on a mad, what's it called, intermittent diet. That's cheat day. It's the first thing I'm going to eat that day. You put the beetroot hummus and the quinoa crisps out. Hashtag Waitrose. And, and I, both my bloody hands are took up by this shoe. And I'm just watching everybody diving in. And I'm like... <laughs> Helping your diet. <laughs> like a dog. Nah. <laughs> but then, like, you almost get a round of applause after doing it. Then at the end of the night, she's thanking you. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh my God, he's literally just put super glue on your shoe. Anybody who's used superglue knows. You wouldn't have even known if I'd done it in the kitchen. Everybody who used superglue knows that it fails nine times out of ten. I don't know if you do it wrong, but superglue is not as super as it used to be when I was a kid. When I was a kid, you could superglue a man to a board and hang him over some alligators. That's what they used to do on the adverts. <laughs> now, whatever I superglue, you can guarantee within a couple of days it's come off again. True. Right? Well, let's see. Let's so see the if fact that held. this stayed on... Yes, the praise was directed at me, but I was the conduit. I think the praise was... You saw my surprise at the end of the night. She's like, oh, my shoe's really held. And I'm like, has it? Like, I was as shocked as anybody. (laughs) It's one of the few super glue victories I've ever had. Really? Yep. Right, we've done 34 minutes. Oh, dear. Have you got anything else? Because I don't want to stop you. I'll save it. No, I'll save it. What is it? Tell me. No, 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 no. Tease it. No, I, I, no, it's better off next time anyway. Okay, we're going to be back this weekend with our review of the week. We hope you enjoyed the last one. I enjoyed doing it. It was nice, wasn't it, the review of the week? Yeah. So we'll be doing another one of them. It's the news that you might have missed. It's not the big stories. I did want to mention Charles before we go. King Charles the yeah. third. He's had a couple of incidents, hasn't he? And look, at the moment, my heart goes out to him. And I know whether you're Republican, whether you're Royalist, whatever. And you have to preface it when you say that, when you talk about him now. And I don't like doing it, but... The Queen was so on point with never losing a rag. She never lost a rag anywhere. Yeah. You, you might have heard, st- you know, rumours of a story that she lost a rag, but you never really saw it. Philip did. Oh, I, yeah, but Philip's different. Anyway. He was a feisty so-and-so. Well, I think there's a bit of that in Charles. Yeah. Right? He's uh, He doesn't suffer fools. I've missed this. Now, you, I don't think you have missed it because you were watching it with me. When he did the Ascension... Now, that was when all the prime ministers were there and the old prime ministers and all the black suits and he had to sign the thing. Yeah. And, uh, Camilla, queen of our hearts, was there and Prince William, Prince of Wales. They all had to sign the thing. Yeah. And obviously, no one's getting a biro out, are they? You've got to sign it with the, the quill. mad... <laughs> and it's the one where you have to dink, dip, dip it in yeah, the ink, yeah, right? Yeah. Why you'd faff about with that? And there's the inkwell is in front of the big scroll thing that he's got to sign and it's a proper, like... You know, one of them documents yeah, that looks yeah, yeah. like it's 500 years old. So Charles has got to do the mad big signature. And as he sits down, the inkwells are in front of the thing. So it's in his way to put his hand down and write. So he pushes them and he's pushing it away. And you can see he's getting a bit... And everyone's commenting on Twitter, oh, that's how you treat the staff. Is it? He's not my king and all that. And I'm like, oh, shut up. Oh. His mum's died. It's his first day on the gig. He's, he's in front of all these people. The world's media is watching, the people of the world are watching, and you're having a go at him because he's just trying to get the ink out of the way, right? 
So that's it miffed me that people were having to go. Give, yeah. give him his mum died the day before. Idiots. Yesterday he was in Ireland signing something. Yeah. And he swore. <laughs> Did he? I love him for this. Was it a good like a big square or what what word? He was having to do another it's a big declaration thing he's yeah. signing again. This time he's got the posh fountain pen. And when he's faffing about trying to get it going and everything, you know, a fountain pen, you've got to get them going, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, you do. You have you to. You normally need a splodge sheet, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need a splodge sheet to check it on first. It's like when you first use a biro, you have to yeah. give him a bit of a scribble first. He's not going to lick the end. No. He's not your nan doing bingo. Yeah. So anyway, he's faffing about with that. It explodes and ink goes all <gasps> over his hands. He's bloody things. <laughs> so he just, just said bloody. Yes, but for... In front of the world's media ah, again. Ah, well. If you ever, let me tell you, nobody ever saw the Queen on live television using any sort of epithet like that. I'll tell you that for note. Well, I've seen, I saw Philip saying the F. Philip's, we can't, we, we literally. Yeah, but you know what? You would have used worse language than that, King or not, if you got ink on your hands. Not live on radio. So imagine that, like today, this afternoon, I hope my pen ink goes everywhere. I'd be like, oh, you won't believe what's just happened. But my, I'm a clown. Now, I once did Pretty it sure. when I was teaching with some FS kids. So, you know, like four-year-olds. That's not, the FS doesn't, they're not swear no, words. No, so the... Because it could be for little the kids. The reception, I think it is in the UK. Okay. So the little ones, four-year-olds. And another teacher thought it'd be funny to pour... Uh, bucket of cold water on my head whilst we were outside having like water play so i was outside and and they yeah they took this bucket of cold water and i said s h really loudly and big really yeah in front of all the kids but it was a reaction of course and and i you and i swear quite a lot anyway big time and i've got friends who don't like swearing and i always feel bad when i'm talking to them and then i'm animated and i'm swearing and when our friends came around the other day their kids are little, but they're not, they're little enough to understand things. I got sweating so much and I kept apologising. It just. See, we're never bothered about swearing. We've never been bothered around the kids. Like No, and we've told the kids, you know, like when we've caught them doing it, look, if you do that in the wrong situation, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. You know. And Betsy told me to F off. No, she didn't. <laughs> so, so they're worth having a look at that anyway. But I f- you've got to forgive him. And I quite like it. He's moving with the times. The Queen was an enigma. We'll never know. And all these things you hear, Winston Churchill was a favourite uh, Prime Minister, you know. Oh, she didn't like um, things. You know who was a favourite son, Prince Andrew. You know none of this. All you've read is speculation for rumours in the press. Yeah. Yeah? That's all you know. The Queen was an enigma. I don't think Prince Charles is going to be quite the enigma. He wears his heart on his sleeve a little bit more, and I love him even more for that. Yeah, and you, and you can see it with Camilla, like the way he is. He wants, you can see like every now and again they... They put their arm around each other. And, yeah. and, and you know what? I think that they're like, they, that you can tell that support they've got for each other. And, mm-hmm. and so, whereas the Queen and, and Philip were always very much separated. And I noticed it the difference between William and Kate, they very much yeah. keep separated. And you could see, whereas Meghan and Harry needed each other and were a lot more closer. It's interesting that body language. Right. We're going to wrap it up. Yep. And we're going to hand over to us in Berlin. Now, we're sitting in Berlin Airport. And I have just paid eight quid for a bottle of water each. So I had to buy us all drinks so we could sit in this bar bit in the airport. Do you remember it? It's yeah. had a nice wooden table. I can't, I think I had a, an Aperol spritz. Yeah, your drink was about 15 quid. <laughs> and my, I, the waters I had to buy for me and the kids, eight quid each. Daylight robbery. So 
We'll hand over to Berlin and we'll be back to say goodbye at the end. <laughs> Here we are for part six of the travel podcast. Yeah. We are sitting in Berlin Airport in between gate B6 and B7. It's a beautiful evening. A few clouds in the sky. But it's quite nice. And the last time we spoke to him, we'd just arrived at a hotel in Berlin. Had we not done yesterday? We... We'd arrived. Did we, what time did we arrive? Did we go out that night? I can't remember what we did. When we got in from Berlin, heard from Amsterdam. It's a good bit of podcast, this, isn't it? I know we did. We did do the first day. I'm sure we did. Did we not? Did we not do Spy Museum? We talked about seeing. No, we didn't. Or did we? <laughs> do you want to start again? Well, anyway, we're at the end of the Berlin leg of the trip now, but it's been very exciting. We um, that's Laura's Aperol spritz chinking away there. Yeah, it seems to be the drink of. Berlin. I'll tell you what it is about this. When you're travelling like we are and trying to fit as much as you can into a day, when I get to about tea time, I think about the morning, I'm like, that can't have been today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a heck of a lot of stuff, don't we? I think, so, let's run through quickly everything we've done in if Berlin. If you can remember. So... We did a spy museum. A spy museum. German espionage museum, which was good fun. It was fun, it was for bets. It was for kids. Laser beams, good fun. We had a little walk over to the Sony Centre, which is very impressive new building. Big fans on top, looks like something from Dubai. Um, we went to the Jewish Memorial and Museum. Oh, we did, yeah. And by accident, that was. We were walking up to Brandenburg Gate. Sounds good with Yorkshire accent, doesn't it? We were walking up to Brandenburg <laughs> Gate. And we, I mean, we'd seen pictures of the, the Jewish Memorial, which is the concrete squares, slabs. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's a really unusual thing to look at, but then when you start walking through it, and especially if you go off on your own a bit... Well, I think the architect that created it kind of wanted you to have that, like, confusion and yeah. walking yeah. in lines and, yeah. you know, like... Well, you do feel lost, but also it's not long, because you're in the middle of a bustling city, it's not long before you're suddenly alone. Yeah. Every now and then somebody crosses you. And um, I don't know, it was quite moving, I thought, just being there. Then we, it was a blisteringly hot day, weren't it? We went down to the subterranean level to check out the stories behind it. Yeah. Which was very moving. And God, I had some, just some awful testimonials, postcards that had been thrown from trains on the way to the camps and things like that. And it's a lot to take in. But the feeling I have when I'm doing something like that is you could just walk past this and skip it all. But this happened to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. You're not even scratching the same. to millions of them. You're not even scratching the surface by taking the time to read them all. And anyway, it just, it just really moved me, it did. And then... Oh, hey, walked up to Brandenburg Gate. By this point, Honey was in her right huff because it was hot. And she was huffy. It was really hot. But yes. And then as we walked past to make it worse for her, we saw the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a big kerfuffle at an hotel, big posh hotel. And we're like, what's going on here? Anyway, suddenly you see that everyone's got Rolling Stones T-shirts on. Then we asked somebody, 
and the black vans are there and the Rolling Stones are coming out. The big police. The There's big... police everywhere, moving everybody back. Anyway, we stood for, what, half hour, 40 minutes. They didn't come out. The vans kept going round block. It would have been lovely to see them. I have since seen news clips and they come out and sign autographs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mick, Keith, I think Ronnie. Had it been just you and me, we would have waited another half an hour and probably... It, but it was hot, hot, hot. But we had somewhere to be as well, so we had to yeah. be at... It was called the Berlin Underworld for th- three, so we had to leave. Yeah, so that... We caught some... Oh, God, we were trying to catch some trains. Can you remember that bit? Yeah. Some, we could not crosswords. work out for the life of us <laughs> where to get this train. It was very confusing. I still wouldn't know where to get it now. But the thing is, you know what really annoys me is when you you see a sign say, telling you to go oh, a certain way, follow that sign, then there's another sign, follow that sign, then the signs stop. Yeah. That really annoys me. It's like just happening at airport here, isn't it? Yeah. Luckily, at the last minute, I would say it couldn't have been a minute later, I managed to flag down a big Mercedes taxi van which is annoying because I feel like we were defeated wasted money yeah but it got us there and then for the next few hours we went under the underground over the underground wumbling free <laughs> <laughs> and we, we learnt about the people we learnt about the Berlin Wall and we learnt that the people who tunnel under it after the war between the war and the Cold War and the war coming down in 89, 90 whenever it were and we got to go down there and see some of these tunnels that people dug, that these students and these engineering students dug. And it was well interesting. And yeah. again, very moving. Yeah, really. And the guy that um, did the tour was brilliant. And it's funny because it was somewhere I'd read about. And, yeah. you know, and like I had to do all the uh, research, which is a good tour and everything. But yeah, and then we actually saw a real tunnel. Yeah. And then they taught us that when you're walking along the Berlin Wall, because when you come up, we, we then hung out at, for a couple of hours at the Berlin Wall. There's a the piece of it left, the memorial, yeah. with the glass pictures of the people who died trying to get across the wall. And um, again, it was a really hot day. We'd been underground, we came up, we all bought big drinks. And then for a couple of hours, we just laid on grass at that memorial. And just took it in, really. Well, I, I was a bit worried about you, because I looked across and I saw you laying on the grass which you don't Never do. do you don't do ever and I was, I was like, flat out I thought oh no has he fainted <laughs> I could have I actually thought you had everything I've, everything I've done has cost me 100 quid but then I turned around and Leo's also laid flat out and I thought yeah. it's too much of a coincidence that you both laid out so I see a, I see a, I see a plane KLM plane's just pulled up Amsterdam B10 what's it say there I'm stand B10, it's not saying anything yet, is it? Yeah, it's, our plane's delayed at the minute. Anyway, it was very moving to finally see the Berlin Wall. I remember it coming down, obviously you do. And I remember that feeling at the time. So to actually be there and see it in the flesh after all these years and hear the stories was amazing. Yeah, and oh, uh, do you know what? The guy told us some great stories, yep. really good stories. Yeah, it's mental, mental. And and then... Um, what did we do that night? We... Oh, that's the night we ended up back at Checkpoint Charlie. And they had this thing called Charlie Beach. And it's just at the end of the road where our t- hotel is, because we were right next to Checkpoint Charlie, in the Mercure, we can say it now, the Mercure. And um, they'd set up this little pop-up thing, about the size of half a football pitch. And... 
It had sand and deck chairs and kebab vans and bars. Yeah. And we sat and had some kebabs, didn't we? Yeah, what I'd, say, what I'd say about Berlin is, you know, like, it was really difficult to find, like, the areas that had all the bars and restaurants. Oh, that was the night we went to the thing, weren't it? Yeah, it's called Hausmarkt 25 or Hausmarkt 29. And it's right out of the way, and we got loads of trains and underground and everything to it. Got there, and it was packed, and it was buzzing. It's trendy riverside, graffiti-filled... Almost like, how would you describe it? It's like a massive. Well, it's like the hipster. box, the box park, but in a. Well, but, no, but the, because the box park's too well put together. Yeah, this yeah, is but, like but a, almost like. Imagine a tree house. Yeah. Attached to a warehouse on a massive scale, with a couple of boats attached to it, but it's for adults. Anyway, it's full of the German hip. Yeah, it's definitely a hipster place, but it and but literally everybody's drinking a glass of wine, and it. The queue for the drinks was. 200 people long. Yeah. So we didn't end up getting a drink there. And by this point, we were getting angry. We were Googling restaurant after restaurant. We ended up back near our hotel, just getting on for midnight. And we had these greasy vegetarian kebabs from the angriest man on earth. I really liked him. I, <laughs> I liked him. him. He got a fang in his mouth the entire time we were cutting kebab meat off. He were a right laugh. Anyway, <laughs> um, that was the end of that night. We got up bright and early, much to Leo's disappointment, we got up bright and early next morning. Uh, yes, yesterday morning, morning, again, another steaming hot oh my day. God. Steaming hot. Ridiculous. And we had to catch a long train. We were on a train for about 45 minutes north. Longer. And we went to a, a proper concentration camp. Well, it was the, the journey they would have taken. We went to yeah. the stop that the... the I can't remember the name of it now. It began with S. Sassenhausen or something like that. No, it's like the, the burger one. Oh, it's not the burger Orion one. Burger is where it went to. Orion Burger is the town. Yes, but that... But the the camp is called Sassenhausen Sa- or something. Anyway, we're not being disrespectful because I've got to tell you, one of the most moving things I've ever done in my life. To see these places, I've watched these films all my life, like Great Escape and Escape from Sobibor and stuff like this, and then you watch the factual ones. And to be there, the first thing we came across on the audio tour was the mass burial site, and it was this wood, one of the most peaceful places you yeah. ever go in your life. Well, yeah, well, it's it's hard, isn't it? It's like when you go into a graveyard. It, peaceful. It's peaceful, and, and that's how it should be, I guess. Yeah. But it's... Um, it's it's worth. I really felt like it was worth the visit. Like the oh worth, worth the you know. And it's sometimes with these things, I'm thinking, are we being ghoulish? But yeah. I don't think we were because I didn't want to see or hear about how anybody were tortured or anything like that. And actually, I found the uh, remains of the concentration camp quite overwhelming because we saw the bunker, we saw the cabins that they were in, and the. You know, the triple layer bunk beds. And it was just a bit much. And again, to be there on a day where it's absolutely just getting on for 40 degrees and we're under this blistering sunshine, all I could think was, I'm feeling dizzy walking around with me big water yeah. in my shorts. What must it have been like, either when it was too hot or too cold there? Terrible, really. But it was good to take kids. I know like, they might have been a bit bored by it, but I hope they got something from it. I think we're obviously generation no, I th- closer. I, and I think because, you know, they can still 
remember, especially the older two, of like remembering from their history lessons at school, yeah. you know. So it's um, no, it was it, yeah, very moving. I would mm. say I would definitely recommend it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So from there, we went to the park in the middle of Berlin, didn't we? Oh no, we went to that street which I'll never remember. Castanel. Castan. Castianel Street. Yeah. It's basically this hipster, this sort of, um, what do you call it? It's this street full of restaurants and full of hip little shops, little burger shops and little um, Vietnamese restaurants and vegan restaurants and stuff. So we stopped there for a bit of food. <coughs> and then we got trains and buses to the Tiergarten, which is the park. Yeah where the Victory statue is, the Victory column, and on the edge of the Brandenburg Gate. Huge park, huge we park. We saw two red squirrels, you spotted them. <gasps> yeah. Tremendous. Two, though, and they were Bright so red. funny. They were, like... Hanging around. Looking at us, like... Yeah. The English. So we did that. We had a massive walk around park, both busting for a slash. And then we came across this place on the edge of the park, which we just expected to be a little cafe or something like that. And it was amazing. <laughs> I've never been taught like it in my life. It was well, well by the end of the by well, the night time we left, there must have been over a thousand people there. And it's next to this like little um, lake, so you can you can ro- go and row boats in the lake. Then there's like sand pits for the kids, and then there's like swings and stuff. But then pizzas, the, reversed. Like self, so you know, like in like John Lewis or yeah, remember British British home stores where you used to put your tray and go along, the, like you do in IKEA. Amazing. But about it, outdoors. But outdoors for pizzas, beers, and Ice good cream, different sections, right. and it's so, it, it's so well done and full of locals. I wish we discovered it earlier. And we sat there for probably five hours. Had a game of cards. Played cards. Played on swings. Just watched everybody walking past. Realised that it's illegal to wear a bra in Germany. Did you know this before you came? <laughs> you've got away with it. Quite, been, did, you, did you spot this? You've, well, you told me about it. <laughs> but, um, did you spot them today? I... Were you on the lookout? I after was I've... trying to... I didn't see... You, you, just, you said there were a lot of poppy nipples. Yes. I didn't see any of that. I haven't seen any I of did. that today. I've seen some today. When we were at... Um, so t- anyway we stayed at that place last night till late on today this morning we've got up and we've done this bunker experience so we've been in a bunker that told you all about Hitler's upbringing and his life and World War 2 and it had a reconstruction of the bunker where he shot himself and it was very interesting but again I didn't know what to expect because I thought oh is it just going to be like this touristy thing but actually oh, so it was these guys that bunker. they did it as almost like a documentary yeah so they've done their research and they found somebody who's Grandfather was yeah part of he, yeah, he the Nazis, there. and so it's from his he, he's telling the story, and he keeps saying like, so why did this bit happen? And then he'll explain it, and then move yeah. moves on, and it and it it makes Brilliant. you ask questions, yeah. I think, and yeah, I I've learned things I didn't know, and we'll, so much we'll go on and like do some more. It's research. made me want to watch some of the films like uh, the the downfall film, the German film that I watched. Few years ago, yeah. I thought that were dead good, um, but that were really interesting. It were spitting when we came out. We caught a train up to Alexanderplatz, which is where the big TV tower is and where that world clock thing is. Felt a bit more touristy there, but it was just high street shops, yeah. really. I had a Starbucks, 
we walked down to the museum island where it was too hot let's build took her shoes off when it fountain were lovely yep so that's basically like that five, five museums in one plus the cathedral yeah we had um, a little drinky poos there and then I, there. I had a raspberry beer yeah I didn't like look at that nah it wasn't actually that great I've been drinking a lot oh, obviously I don't drink but they've got a lot of zero alcohol beers here all different yeah I'm impressed with that like whatever alcohol the particular bar selling and, and pretty much it's been a different brand at every bar they've had the zero alcohol version which mm. I don't know it's the first time I've seen as much which I think is great so we actually went back to Checkpoint Charlie Checkpoint Charlie did a bit of tourist tat shopping and then we uh, found a little Italian we had a nice Italian got the bags and we've come straight to the airport so I'd say this about Berlin I know like Amsterdam to me is a lot smaller a lot more central and you can walk everywhere and you know where everything is I think Berlin is one of the Berlin's bigger than New York is it? I saw that fact and I think the thing about Berlin is it's the same as New York if you don't know where to go in New York you don't end up going anywhere right and I think that's what we've done well in Berlin with the bits you've planned which, which has been the big event moments but then when we've had time and we've thought right we want to go somewhere it's finding places to eat that's yeah. what we struggle with we've had a few uh, little rows about it's we did a walk off didn't you <laughs> I am going yeah. that's it yeah I did it's your fault actually it wasn't my fault but I did get the blame but um, so we're going back to Amsterdam now we've got to do a stop off it's the pride canal parade in the morning so we're going to go and watch yeah. that and then uh, yeah silent sea um, <laughs> yeah so we're about to get on flight it's been delayed but no that's what I would say about Berlin you know there are some cities you go to and you think I wouldn't go back to them you know we loved Paris we loved Rome we loved Amsterdam I think I think it's as boarding just no, let me check not, it's still saying delayed I think she's just gone to check the screen you still saying delayed expected so what I'd say about Berlin is I would come back definitely I've changed my opinion a little because I, initially I, I thought no well after the buzz of Amsterdam but you know when you go to New York you don't find you we've been to New York and I think if we went back to New York you would have a proper itinerary <laughs> last time we didn't do it like that did yeah, we? We just yeah, wandered yeah. around and we didn't see much you know, we went rowing in park and stuff like that, but we didn't see heck of a lot. And I think that's the thing with Berlin. I I, I've I, worn everybody out, that's for sure. I think if I came back to Berlin, I'd want to come back with just you and it, just do it together. It's, yeah, because all of these places we've been to, you need to spend a few hours. And you, like you said earlier, you don't want to rush past bits because you feel like you should be reading every single bit of it. And, every, you know, mm. so... But I'll tell you what, Betsy's been good and she's oh, taken God, she a lot of it in because some of it's really, obviously, it's really heavy stuff. And, and she keeps seeing farter, <laughs> house fart, which must mean exit or something. I don't know what it means, but every time she sees it, she goes, Daddy, fart. She <laughs> loves it. Yeah, no. Uh, it's, um, yeah, it's hard to be leaving. It's gone quick. I'll tell you what's been great as well. We haven't done that thing where we've been bored in hotel room. We've not watched any telly. 
which for us, you know, we're a big telly family. We've not even put Netflix on at end at night. It's been nice to get back to the hotel room. We all have a shower, we crash out. The girls all crashed in our room last night for an hour, didn't they? Mm-hmm. We all fell asleep on our bed for a bit. And I love that. I don't know if this might be the last time we do a proper holiday as a family. Leo's been, he's been a bit like the old cage lion, and he pacing about. You know, and he's, um, I think his head's on getting back to uni. Yeah. And he's, he's going to have a big concert in a week or two. So I don't think he's here, here. But it's, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's been funny, it's been an emotional. Amsterdam got me emotional. I got a video, I don't know if we've talked about this on podcast, but our Stella, my auntie's been poorly. And she's been having chemotherapy and out of the blue I got a video sent to me of a, you know that dude where they ring bell in corridor? And I have bloody totally welled up watching that. Yeah. Dead emotional, that sort of stuff, isn't it? Yes, it is, it is. She's done well. Yeah. No, so many people going through it, it's a... But yeah. I tell you though, my bloody legs. My legs. You've got a blister on your toe. That's it's a like a new toe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's... I can't remember what part this is now. What's that, part six? I'm going to have to cut these into episodes because we're yapping on. So I think that's part six or something. So anyway, that's the Berlin Diaries. Right, um, favourite part of Berlin? I mean, I would say... The most enjoyable bit was probably that bar by the lake, as as far as enjoyable. I couldn't call any of the World War II experiences we've done enjoyable, but they've been profound. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so someone's been my favourite. I I couldn't tell you, really. I thought the park was beautiful. I thought the Jewish memorial was... It really did take my breath away. I don't know, really. They're all very different experiences, mm. aren't they? You know. It's weird, isn't it? Because Amsterdam, you know, doing the, doing the boat trip was a really nice thing as a family. I mean, I feel like we've had some good laughs. I know there's been a lot of tension when we can't find something to eat, but I think we've had some good laughs as well. Yeah. It's been good to see kids playing, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, and there's been times where I know they drive each other mad, but all three are all coming. We have found out, by the way, Honey is the biggest bus and train panicker I have. Because she's not grown up catching buses and trains, right? When I get off a bus anywhere, <laughs> I don't get out of my seat till the bus is stopped. Because he's not shut indoor until I'm off the she's, bus. She's, did you notice, she totally becomes mum. She starts bossing everyone around. We've, I just... come into, we've come to here, what's this place, the airport. I swear to God, 15 minutes before we got off this train, she's going, right, Betsy, put your phone away. Come on, get ready, get ready. <laughs> and I'm like, honey, we're miles away from it. Yeah. So that's been funny. Well, I know, I know my dad would say, well, just like you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been good, it's been good. It's been emotional. It has. So we'll sign off from Berlin. We're going to get on the big steel bird. We'll probably do a post-Amsterdam roundup. We're only there for less than 24 hours. I'm excited, though. Yeah. Got some fun things happening. 
Not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Bye. All right, there you go. That's us in Berlin. I have not listened to it, so I have no idea what we've been talking about, but that's another section of the holiday diaries. What I would say is if the things we've talked about, like the the underground tour, um, the concentration camp we went to, the um, museum, the bunker museum, things like that, if you want to know more, like do get in touch. Both girls say that the underground tour was the best bit of their whole holiday. We did some amazing things. Yeah. And it might sound, because there's times in Berlin where it was hard because it's a big place. It wasn't like Amsterdam where every corner you turn, there's something to do. Things are spread out in yeah, Berlin. Yeah, you can't empty, walk Bigger than New York. Places. Huge. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope there was nothing too offensive in there. I can't remember. We were in an airport, we were shattered. The, the, we've got a couple more holiday diaries and then we're going to have to relive the British part of it because we never got round to recording. Yeah. So there's going to be, I think there's another one, one or two. And we're going to be back this weekend, fingers crossed, with another review of the news you may have missed this week. And a bit of us, of course. So um, if you want to get in touch, husbandandwifepod at gmail.com. Do do write us about anything or anything you see, anything you'd like us to talk about. Uh, that link, that email address is in the description of this podcast. And nothing else to say, Laura, but we'll see you next time. Okay, see you later. The end. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.